On today's episode, we recap the final game of Cubs-Reds. We also preview the weekend series with the Giants and best and worst of the week. But first, we dig in on Giants pitcher Carlos Rodon, who is not only starting the game on Friday for the Giants, but perhaps will be starting soon for the Cubs. All of that and more here on Locked On Cubs. Our Locked On Cubs, your daily Chicago Cubs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back into Locked On Cubs. Alongside Sam Olber, I'm Matt Cozy. Pleased to be with you for a Friday episode. Friday shows have tended to be always fun, maybe perhaps a little bit on the goofy side. And uh, the Cubs fall to the Reds on Thursday and as they uh, they blow that ball game. I'm not, not sure how else to say that. Um, and we're also going to get to best and worst of the week, a little bit of around each of those segments uh, but we are going to lead off with a potential free agent target. Uh, first of all, Sam, uh, how's everything going over there? And excited to be with you for the final time here uh, this week. If I seem a little bit more chipper than I should be after a heartbreaking loss, it's because we're recording right now very late, and I just got back from my softball game, so I'm a little buzzed up from that. I had four base hits today, three of them of the extra base variety, as we won our ball game 11-9. to so I'm a little bit psyched up about that, and that made me forget about the collapse I watched on the north side on Clark and Addison today, but we'll get to that later on. Friday afternoon, Carlos Rodon toes the slab for the San Francisco Giants, and he is one of the better pitchers available this winter in the free agent market. And as Who's he facing? About, he's facing the Cubs. And uh, No, who, who's pitching for the Cubs? Oh, he's going to be facing Drew Smiley. Oh, a couple of southpaws. Yeah, let me actually let me just give you the pitching matchups real quick. Uh, I felt like I was doing a really good intro there, but just let me just give you the the pitching matchups real quick. <laughs> so it's going to be Smiley versus Rodon, a battle of southpaws. Right. Then it's going to be a battle of righties. It's going to be Webb versus Stroman, and then Sunday night baseball, fam. We're talking TBD versus TBD. <laughs> And so when you have a national audience, like that's that's good stuff. You don't know who the pitchers are. It's got to be Wade Miley, that's right? That's going to be fun. Uh, if it's Wade Miley, then is Wisniewski behind him again? I don't know. I don't know. All, all, hey. I, know, all I know is, is that, man, did I hit the ball well tonight. That could be interesting for national TV. Yeah, th- no, that's good. And classic softball score, 11-9. Yeah, right, which, which could be the score uh, on Sunday. <laughs> if nobody pitches for either franchise. I might have to start uh, throwing a pen this weekend. <laughs> so Carlos Rodon is a very intriguing name. Uh, as we've talked about even this week, we actually spent uh, an entire part of a show on it earlier this week. Sure, sure The parallels do. between 14 and 22. Right. And uh, I, I will do that in, in a couple minutes again with, with this potential signing. But Carlos Rodon would be a great target for the Cubs. Uh, you know, I think when it when uh, push comes to shove, it, it's pretty simple, actually. Um, if the Cubs have any chance of competing for anything in 2023, 
they need a top of the line rotation piece. And yeah, uh, Rodon could be that. He's going to be 30 by opening day. He's got a nice track record and he's now posted two really good years in a row. So pros on Rodon, why we'd be excited if the Cubs uh, uh, signed him. Outstanding stuff, swing and miss stuff, electric, fastball in the high 90s, wipeout slider. He's one of those pitchers that if he's on on any given night, he could shut down any lineup in the league. Con on Rodon, health. He's been relatively healthy this year. Last year towards the end, he, he got injured, and then everything before that has been been injury-wise. If you're going to give a big deal to a pitcher, you really want a, a healthy track record. John Lester had that, because I'm assuming that's the comp you're going to make. John Lester had that that healthy, you know, he was, you know, kind of a horse, as they say in baseball. You know he's going to make 30 starts. You know what you're going to get out of him. Now, DeGrom's different because he's not healthy, but he's also Jacob DeGrom. And anytime he pitches, he's it's like it's like watching a 18-year-old play in the Little League World Series. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But I'm also not sitting here saying I'd be upset at the signing. If you come in next year with Rodon, Stroman, and Steele <laughs> as your top three with a little Hendricks, yeah. I don't We'll, at this time next year, we'll be talking about being two and a half up on St. Louis. So I, um, I, I'm not against it. I'm just saying, you know, uh, of course I'd love them to make the signing, but if they don't, or, or if it becomes between him and player X, you know, and player X has more of a healthy <laughs> resume, you know, they, they, they may, they may go that way, but I definitely think he is, de- he's in the conversation. He's one of the guys they'll be looking at. I'm going to be talking about some of the Cubs needs here in a little, in a second, but I, I do think the number one need, the number one need is a horse an ace, a, a guy that says, Hey, we've lost five out of six. I got the ball, sit the relievers. I'm going eight. I'm striking out 13 and we're not giving up a run. Yeah. Yeah. It's a must have. And that's and not Matt Swarmer. No. Wow. I haven't heard his name in a while. Yeah. Um, just got some, some flashbacks to that. Yeah. Uh, this Not season, bro. Wrote... <laughs> what? <laughs> nothing, nothing, nothing. Okay. I don't want to pile on Swarmer. Yeah, don't, don't. This season, Rodon has a 2.92 ERA, batting average against a 208, 201 strikeouts, and 157 Jeez, innings. Jeez, man. Of course, uh, he spent the first seven years of his career with the White Sox, including the outstanding year last year. On 35th um, and Shields. And he's he has a track record, Sam, of of speaking very highly of of this city. Um, and of course, by this city, we do mean the number three market in the country in, in Chicago. And um, the health concern is a is a real concern, um, especially early in his career. It was uh, somewhat of a a long list of injuries, um, and so that that does give some pause. But lately. It's been very good. It's been um, very healthy. And you hope that he's found something, you know, that perhaps it was something in, in his ramp up or, or his training or his uh, conditioning or whatever it is. Right, right, right. Um, because in terms of baseball quality, this would be absolutely huge. And just from baseball perspective-wise, um, you know, because Lester had many other accolades when he signed with the Cubs prior to 2015, but two World Series titles. There might be similarities in the sense that the top pitcher that winter was right. not realistic, Max Scherzer. The top pitcher this winter, Jacob DeGrom, probably not realistic, but 
the number two or number three pitcher is available. He's really good, and he could be a major boost. Right. And I just want to make one quick point off what you were saying. You said number three market, uh, which is true, of course, New York, L.A., Chicago. But um, Chicago is a much better baseball city than Los Angeles. I just want to fit that in there. Well, no, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm glad you did to remind. Yeah, I just uh, want to remind you that's remind, not a baseball remind town. Remind the people. It's not a baseball uh, town. You know, some other names on the periphery that are on the younger side. Um, although I don't really even want to go there because I think a top pitcher should be the target. But you have names like – actually, we I think we brought all these up already. Manaya, We're not signing Sean Manaya. We're not Manaya, signing Sean Tyone, Cindergaard. Yeah, that th- those are plans C and D if you strike yeah. out. Th- those guys don't move the needle. They're just they another, don't. They're another one of the guys we already have. We need somebody says opening day, you, you're throwing Corbin Burns. You know who? Well, guess what? We're throwing player X, and player X is going to go pitch for pitch with you every yes. single time you match up. You know, And, and, and to be fair, Stroman did out-duel Burns a couple of times this year, I believe, at least one time in Milwaukee. Oh, and really quick, Matt, we made a huge mistake on our show yesterday, and, and I, I take responsibility for it. It's not your fault. It's my fault. When talking about debuts, we forgot to mention Kosuke Fukudome. Um, in his first game in 2008, he had a game-tying home run against Eric Gagne and reached base all times. Now, here's why I forgot. In my head, I was thinking mid-season debuts from prospects. He was a free agent. It was like a Suzuki situation, but I did bring up Suzuki. I should have brought up Fukudome. Inexcusable on my part. Will not happen again. Carry on. So, that's good. I'm glad you're transparent and accountable uh, to the listeners um, well, I got a couple threats. You know, driving around in the car today, Sam, I had this idea. Yeah. Why not sign a top pitcher and trade for a top pitcher? What if you go, what if you go Otani, Rodon, <laughs> right. Stroman, and Steele? And yeah, right. No, I, 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 uh, and then you get Bogart, you put him at third. Yeah. Tomorrow I could, I could drive down to Wrigley field and apply for a job and maybe they'll hire me to be the GM. You know, things are, you just, you do these things, right? Hey, you never know. You never know, Mateo. Never say never. Never say never because Montero lines a base hit and the Cubs now lead the Indians eight to six. Wow. What a great reference that is, huh? Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, well, we have been talking about, uh, as we have many times, the 23 Cubs, and we're going to go back to the 22 Cubs as they have not one but two leads late, and they didn't keep either of those leads. <laughs> so that's good. Uh, we're going to do you. all of that coming up next. Today's episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online. So no visits to the doctor, no awkward convos, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the U.S. of A. and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. So if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, chew it and do it. 
And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOCKDOWN at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code LOCKDOWN to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. We're back here on Locked On Cubs as Adrian Sampson pitches really well again in his Thursday outing. The Cubs are up 2-0 after 6. They're up 3-2 after 8. But the Reds get 1 in the 7th, 1 in the 8th, and 2 in the ninth, and lose the series to the Red Legs of Cincinnati. Sam, first impressions of this game, and, and there's a few things that we could get into. Yeah, tough son out there. Uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, can, you know, Nico Horner, who hit into some really tough luck earlier this season, got a couple breaks today. He got a double and a triple. Both balls should have been caught. Suzuki hits another home run. Love what I'm seeing there. Uh, I'll talk and about to him. left center. Yeah, I'll talk about him. Um, you know, I'm not really going to overreact to, to to blowing these leads because you traded all your relievers away. Yeah, but, but it sounds like there's something coming just by your cadence here. The, no, the thing that st- sticks out to me, the point I was making on Twitter today, is I cannot watch the Cubs play baseball anymore Going starting next year without a, a solid defensive center fielder. Okay. I, I understand Wrigley Field. You don't need an elite, elite guy because it's smaller. But, you know, since Fowler, they, they, they sampled Hayward out there. It wasn't the same as right. They've sampled Hap, uh, 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 Almora, Hermosillo. I want somebody that is a legitimate, above-average go-getter defensive center fielder. And I understand that PCA is going to solve all these problems when he comes up because he is a major league-ready defensive center fielder right now. But in the meantime next year, and I know it's not the highest priority because we just discussed what is, but I would love to see the Cubs go get a Kevin Kiermeyer in free agency, go get a Jackie Bradley Jr. in free agency. And, and I know people are going to be like, well, what about Davis? What about Canario? Well, let's see what happens with those guys. They still have some 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 prove-it stuff to do. Mm-hmm. But I, I just I, – I, it's such an important position defense is so important and the Cubs just continue. And I, I, it's fine this year because you know, there's nothing to lose now, but Ortega, Morel, Velasquez, Hap, these guys are all just makeshift center fielders. They're not legit major league defensive center fielders. And, and the point I always try and make people is when we make these comparisons to well, 14 and 22, 15 and 23, 16 and 24, the thing that people don't, realize with that 16 team that they continue to forget is that that team was the best defensive team in the league by a wide margin. It was a run prevention factory, Russell, Baez, Hayward, Rizzo, uh, um, Fowler. They they were really, really good. That stuff really matters. and, And the Cubs need to take it more seriously. That was my big picture takeaway from today's affair. Yeah, I mean, that's over half the lineup that's plus defenders, even won some gold gloves in there. Brian, oh. Zobrist in the outfield. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you even had a mix of versatility, but they still did real well. Right. Um, but that's goes to the old adage that really hasn't changed that much. Pitching and defense. Right, sure. You know, what's 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 behind you as a pitcher? And um, so that that all makes sense to me. You know, the only thing with with some of the names you mentioned is is their offensive profile, but is that something that you just sacrifice for maybe a half season? 
you know, because then somebody will be ready in June right. or July. You hit him ninth and you sacrifice it. Right. Well, then, so you have Gomes slash Higgins eighth and, and JBJ ninth. So it's two, it's two like extremely weak hitters back to back. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, but Kiermaier's, maybe that's what it takes. Kiermeyer's a better hitter than, than, than J- I mean, Kiermeyer could hit yeah. a little bit. Yeah. 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 And his I mean, brother works K- with the franchise. Kiermeyer's not a worse hitter than Rafael Ortega. No. No. And it's good to review those names because they aren't natural at the position. And now we're seeing real consequences in real games. Right. Um, the Reds pitcher, I mean, did he really have a no-hitter through four? Yeah, Luis Sessa. I mean, I've never heard of the guy. Yeah, reliever, came from the Yankees, kind of a, I, a Holy a smokes. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I – yeah, I, no, I understand I, the poor outfield play, but but offensively this week has just been putrid. Yeah. Wow. I mean, you y'all got on base way more than the Cubs all week in your in your game tonight. Yeah, I don't really care. Like like Suzuki's hit well. Horner had a nice day. That's plenty for me. Yeah. Reyes had an RBI single. Yes, yes, I saw that. I saw that, and the Suzuki home run, Sam, to left center field. Yeah, I, I have some things on Suzuki I'm going to save for best and worst. Okay, very good. We're going to do that coming up next. We wanted to let you know that today's program is also brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering info. From live in game betting scores and more, they have you covered. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action. Happening today, bet online where the game starts. And we start this last part of the show and the last part of the week uh, with best and worst. And my best by default, Sam, is of course going to be Hayden Wisniewski, but it sounds like you're going to talk about a certain outfielder. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to say Suzuki's my best. I thought Hoyer made some interesting points. Um, on the uh, when, when he was doing the thing with Boog, marquee in the, interview, yeah, the marquee interview. You know, he talked doing about the thing with Boog, uh, yeah, he, he, he sounds he like ta- a bad song. He, well, it's starting to get to be, it's almost a quarter 11 here. Um, it's uh, he, he was really was made some really good points with Suzuki about how, like, hey, he, he hasn't been used to this, used to this. He actually made one point that was saying he had was having a hard time keeping weight on as the year went on. And I actually noticed that today. I thought he looked noticeably wow. thinner, but like, I just think we've seen the absolute worst version of Suzuki. And we're talking about a guy hitting in the mid two sixties that if he played the full year would probably have 23, 24 home runs. And the only thing I would like, if you're going into next year with Suzuki, what's the only thing you change to me, it would be, in certain in certain at bats, you got to be more aggressive in the zone. In certain at bats, right? Otherwise, the at bats are pretty good. He doesn't look old when, when he has bad at bats. They're just usually backward K's that you're like, all right, what are you doing? Which is which is to the point I just mentioned. And I I, I just think that 
I think this is the worst you're going to see. I think this is his floor, and it's still a fairly productive player. And, and I, I'm telling you, I really think this guy is going to hit in the big leagues at a high level. Yeah, yeah. I, you've, you've convinced me of that. You know, I think it's easy to be skeptical, and, and you, right. you can be really whenever you want on anything and whatever part of life. But I, I, don't, I don't live like that. Okay, and so with with the Cubs right fielder, I tend to be a little more optimistic lately. And, um, you know, I think even just hearing from you is, is, is definitely amped up uh, some of that as well. Sure. sure. Um, you know, my worst of the week, I was going to go on a little bit of a rant about, about Halloween costumes. Then I forgot that I, I thought maybe I was doing a different show still. Um, uh, but, but yesterday <laughs> when I was out, uh, there was a group that was talking about uh, Halloween costumes, and I made the comment, "Isn't it? Isn't it too early?" And they said, "No, Halloween is less than a month away." <laughs> and I said, "Excuse me, you have a calendar available there, right? Right. Okay, it's the last day of October. Right. It's early September. We still got a while. Okay, that was my worst of the week." Yeah, I mean, if we're going to go off the grid a little bit for worst of the week, which, you know, I, I could keep short. Um, okay. I was inv I was invited to another party this weekend that had a theme. And I and you know how I feel. You don't about like it. those. I, I don't I, I just I, I like if I'm going to meet up with my friends, I'd like to wear what I like to wear. Um, you know, this was a, a seven, a seventies theme. I just don't see the point of it. Just, you know, seventies night at Wrigley. When I was a kid, I dressed up as Austin powers, watched the giants play. It was really cool. I'm, I'm now in my late twenties. So I just want to wear something simple. Um, as far as the baseball team goes, it was a really rough day for my boy, Mark Leiter jr. Today. Uh, yeah. he, he got a chance for a one run save. I was going to come out of the show, talk about it, make some jokes. I told you, and, and he blew the save and, and he had some help from Suzuki and Ortega who let a ball go past him and right center field. So it was a rough day for, I mean, the worst of the week, the, the, the Cubs just lost a home series to Cincinnati. That should never happen. That's the worst of the week. Yeah. That, that should never, I don't care if it's, if they're playing baseball in mid January, it should never happen. That would be interesting to watch. Yeah. Right. Maybe that yeah. would get uh, – Maybe Aquino finally wouldn't hit a home run. You know what? That's the worst of the week. I think Aquino. it is. I, I didn't realize how big of a career line he had. Ever, and by the way, today almost he, he just missed a couple. OPS against the Cubs over 1,100. Yeah. It's basically Barry Bonds against the Cubs and Darwin Barney versus everybody else. Be sure to hit subscribe for Lockdown Cubs on YouTube and smash the like button on all your favorite Lockdown Cubs content. Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your pods. And remember, you can leave us a text, 312-834-4634. Thanks for making Lockdown Cubs your first listen every day. Now for your second listen, how about the ultimate pro football preview show? I'm excited to listen to this, getting ready for the NFL season, which kicked off Thursday night, as a matter of fact. Bears kick off, I believe, at noon central on Sunday. The local team experts of the Lockdown Podcast Network will all be there, plus betting coverage from Lee Sterling of Lockdown Bets, all combining into one ultimate NFL preview. Just search for Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. As far as this podcast is concerned, we are done. He's Sam Olber. I'm Matt Cozy. This is Lockdown Cubs.